What's going on, everybody? This is Noah Alvarez, and you are tuned into another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 114. And before we get into this week's guest, did want to thank my homie Generic Sports for producing the funky instrumental playing in the background. Man, I wish I could rap, because if I could, I'd be rapping over this beat like 24-7. Uh, but you can check out more of his work at SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Twitter, Instagram. Be sure to go check him out. That's Generic Sports, no tricky spelling. Also, be sure to check out my homie Vince Correa. He designed the My Mike and I logo that you're seeing in your screen. He also helps out a ton, too, with the My Mike and I Instagram page. Getting all the graphics on there, making it look really clean cut. If you're not already following the My Mike and I Instagram page, it's at my period, Mike and period I. One more time, that's at my period, Mike and period I. I have some great photos with guests up on there. I, you know, take a lot of snippets from the show and highlight them there. And I do a lot of interactive stuff with the fans and the listeners that way. I also will be returning to the synopsis videos that I have a lot of fun with uh, at one point or another during the summer. Obviously, it was kind of hard for me to keep it going when I returned back to working two jobs and everything else that I was putting attention to and focusing on um, earlier a couple months ago. So I haven't been doing them for a couple months, but during this, before the summer comes to an end, I will be doing those synopsis videos one more time. So be sure to be patient and wait on that. And you can also follow me at underscore Noah Alvarez on Twitter. That's uh, another great way to interact with me. If you're interested in being on the show or you just want to interact with me, give some good feedback, those are the two best places to reach out to me on Instagram and on Twitter. Now, be sure to go check out popl.co, P-O-P-L dot C-O. It's a revolutionary new business card type of thing. It attaches to the back of your phone. And what you do is you can promote this podcast, for example, and I can program it on the Popple app. And if I meet someone out in the street and they say, hey, can I get more information about the podcast? Boom, I tap the back of my phone to the back of their phone, regardless if they have Popple or not. And on their screen will pop up every information that I put and program from the podcast related. So it could be you know, the Spotify and Apple account along with the website, etc., etc. Um, and you get the point. It's really, really, I think, really revolutionary because you don't have to fumble around, hold a bunch of paper business cards in your wallet anymore. It's really simple to use. Be sure to use promo code LOCKER at checkout for 20% off. That's popple.co, P-O-P-L dot C-O. Be sure to check out phoenixfit.com as well. F-N-X-F-I-T.com is how you spell it. It's a fitness supplement brand, and they got a lot of good pre-workouts, post-workouts, BCAAs, and a lot of other good nutritionary supplements there. They also got a lot of good fitness gear, too. I've been rocking a few of their shirts. You can check that out also on the Mike and I Instagram page. Be sure to check out their website, and the cool thing about Phoenix Fit, every purchase you make, they do donate a gallon of water to people in need across the country. Not across the country, across the globe even, sorry through their live program so be sure to go check it out it's for a good cause and use promo code my mike and i with the letter n so my mike the letter n i for 15 percent off on every single purchase that's phoenix fit spelled fnxfit.com now also really quick too i didn't make this announcement last week but be sure to go check out the tribute coffee house in garden grove off harbor boulevard and 7th street actually i think it's westminster avenue at that point well 7th street turns into westminster so you get that point those are the two major cross streets it's a black owned business the black owned coffee shop it shares a building with the 76 gas station there um as i said a few podcast episodes ago 
he's trying to promote as many local black-owned businesses in Orange County during this time. And just be sure to support your local businesses if you guys can. Go to the local market versus going to the big grocery stores. Go support your local barbers. Go support your local tattoo artists, whatever it may be. Just try and do as much local as you can. Food, restaurants, drinks, it doesn't matter what it is. Support local and you know that money is going to go back into your community, people of the community that you can be neighbors with and that kind of stuff. So again, that's Tribute Coffee House on the corner of Harbor Boulevard and 17th Street. Now, episode 114, introducing this week's guest is none other than rapper, artist, by the name of Loki Loco. He grew up and was born and raised in Anaheim, moved to Florida for a little bit, and then went to Full Sail University out there, came back here, started making music. I had a good time while recording this conversation, so I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Without further ado, hope you enjoyed the conversation between Loki Loco and myself. Well, first question I wanted to ask you, how did you come up with the name Loki Loco? Well, man, uh, when it comes to the names, man, I feel like everybody usually goes through that phase where they're going through all these different tons of names and stuff. And uh, I actually used to go by Klepto. Klepto. Yeah. And so I was rolling with Klepto for a while. But um, when I try to distribute my music, it turns out that there's a Klepto from the 90s Mm. who like had made it on and he had did some things. So uh, I ended up having to switch it up. And uh, low-key was something that uh, a lot of people described me as. They're like, oh, man, you're always low-key with it. Mm-hmm. So I, I started rolling with low-key. But then same thing, there's a lot of different low-keys out there. So you kind of have to play with the with the lettering a little bit. Yeah. So that's when, uh, you know, I, I came across low-key as in Thor's brother. Yeah, You know okay. what I'm saying? And uh, I think that his image um, and his brand kind of, fit with mine as well because uh low-key is uh, the god of mischief yeah you know and um a lot of people got a misconceived notion that he's like a bad guy yeah or something like that but he's not really good or bad mm-hmm. you know he just kind of does what he thinks is right so i kind of like that branding man and I, I i ended up sticking that to my name and uh, i ended up adding the loco to it to add a uh, the the spanish um mm-hmm. flavor into it you know the hispanic side and a lot of people um, in my neighborhood that are Hispanic, that's what they used to call me. They oh, yeah? oh, you're loco. You know, so they, they always call me loco. So I just added that to uh, to the name uh-huh. to just add that Spanish side to it. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. So when did you first start getting into making music? Um, Into creating it? I'd have to say about high school, man. Um, I always grew up around music. Um, my dad is a musician, mm-hmm. so he plays guitar and stuff like that. So as a kid, I used to see his concerts and things like that. Um, but I didn't start really creating it until high school. I met a group called uh, MBAM, mm-hmm. and that stood for uh, Money By Any Means. And uh, this guy, rest in peace, his name is uh, Young Tragic, mm-hmm. Bugsy Miller. He uh, he was the one who uh, really motivated us and got us into like recording and rapping and really getting into the the industry mm-hmm. yeah what was so different about um bugsy what do you say bugsy miller yes sir, yes, how, sir. Do you, bugsy how, miller. how do you get that confidence out of you guys um you know bugsy i think was the he bugsy's from new york man okay you know so he's from queens and he came down we met in florida right you know and when i was living here in cali uh, i was going to ball junior high 
and uh, like we were freestyling there, but back then it was more like just clowning around, like yeah. just making fun of your friends and shit. <laughs> you know, when I when I went to Florida and linked up with Bugsy, you know, he was more serious about the rapping and stuff like that. So he saw he saw it in in uh, the group that we were with, and um, he really like talked to me and really pushed me to like just get out there and start rapping you know yeah. not not be shy about it or anything like that so yeah and you say some yeah. queens too i feel like yeah, they've had yeah, a lot from, of freaking special queens, artists man. that come from there you know from nas and everybody he's from queens and the funny thing about it is his real name is uh, curtis jackson no yeah. way really? <laughs> yeah so I, I know the real 50 cent man. damn all right <laughs> that's cool oh, how, yeah. how was uh moving to florida though at that like young age middle school going into high school it, it was kind of it was kind of crazy man because you know when you spend your whole life in cali a lot of california heads they don't really want to leave cali man mm-hmm. that you know it's it's all about where you're from and mm-hmm. you know sticking to the culture so it was a little rough having to leave cali and going to florida is definitely like way different down south bro mm-hmm. um the area I was in, there was actually not a lot of Hispanics, Mm -hmm. you know, so going from an area like over here, Orange County in LA, where there's heavy Latinos to a population that's just like black and white, Mm -hmm. you know, it it was a little, it was different, bro. It was different. What city was it in? Um, I actually was in a city called Gainesville. Okay. Gainesville, which is like a little hour north of Orlando. I think it's like one of the big colleges there, right? Yeah, the Gators. Yeah, okay, there it is. Yeah, so... Yeah, shout outs to the Gators, man. I, I, I like the 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 football games down okay. south, man. Down south football is like a whole mm-hmm. you know how you're talking about yeah. the, the sports and stuff, man. Down south football is it's like, like religion. It's man. a religion, bro. And I've never you know, for us it's more like, you know, NFL and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But once you get to experience like that college culture for the college games, it definitely you, you appreciate that mm-hmm. a lot more too. And it's a lot more competitive, too, because, you know, it's not like a football season where you can just take a lo- take a loss and True, yeah. you're good. If you take a loss, man, you're liable to not make it to a bowl game, right. you know? So, like, you really got to win. So, every week, like, in Florida and Gainesville, they, they would do, like, tailgate parties yeah. and things like that, you know? So, it's big uh, college culture down there. Yeah, they're hardcore for sure. I, I think it's different, too, in other states because California, there's so much to do. Yeah. So even, like, high school and college, whatever the sport is, you don't get, like, as many, yeah. like, packed fans as you do in, like, Texas. Texas yeah. is big on football in that entire yeah. south. I just feel exactly. like cause there's... They, don't, they can't go to the beach whenever they want to. They can't right. go to the mountains like we can. Yeah. They can't go to the weekend in, like, uh, Laughlin where people go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so exactly. You're right It's about different. That. You know what I'm saying? They, weekends are, like kind of forced to stay in town and they're yeah. all about their high school or college football exactly and touching on that high school thing too man like you go into the high school out there um i went to a high school game man mm-hmm. and it was literally bro it was like going to like a playoff game yeah. or something yeah man it, it really gets rowdy like you you even get a lot of the older heads who like super old but they're still coming with their like college uh, okay. or their high school jackets yeah, and stuff okay. like that yeah man so it was it, that was the cool thing about um being down south is that they're more like on education and mm-hmm. things like that compared to like here in Cali. Cali mm-hmm. is like all about the money, you know. Yeah, so of course. It it was a, it was like it was good, man. You 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 saw you see different things down there, mm-hmm. you know. And then the food too, you know. Yeah. I got I got to eat a lot of good soul food. Man. Nice, so, nice. What's your favorite soul food dish? 
Oh, man, I just love the barbecue, bro. Okay. I just love the barbecue, the way that they make mac and cheese yeah. and the, the baked beans, man, <laughs> like the garlic toast and mm-hmm. all that, bro. There's a place called uh, Sunny's mm-hmm. out there. It's kind of like Lucille's here. Oh, okay. But like half the price. Damn, <laughs> it's really? like half the price, bro. <laughs> Same size plates, like big old plates. And nice. Man, it's so good, bro. We got to go down there. Okay, sounds yeah. good. <laughs> So after you finished high school, what was the plan? Did you want to stay in Florida or did you want to immediately move back to Cali or what was what was the deal there? Yeah, no, I actually didn't even finish high school, man. I was okay. I was such in a rush to uh, get back home, mm-hmm. you know, get back to California that uh, my, my my schooling took a mm-hmm. took a hit. Um, but what I ended up doing was um, I I kind of figured that I wanted to do the music thing around like 15 or so Mm -hmm. so i I looked up before i dropped out of school i looked up like different music schools and stuff and like the requirements to get in Mm -hmm. and so full sale was like ranked number one at the time and this was like around what oh seven oh eight okay you know so like um full sale was ranked number one at the time and um they also had la film and everything um but when i talked to full sale i learned that la film is like their cousin schools like Mm. they're the same yeah program pretty much you know um but the main difference is that full sale has a bigger campus Mm. their campus is way bigger in california or where is it at uh in orlando okay in orlando yeah um the one over here is a they got the same stuff, man. It's just that there's more studios and, like, mm. bigger, like, more equipment and stuff like that. Makes sense. Like, even right now, like, WWE just partnered up with the school Full Sail, and they're using different venues oh, no on the campus, yeah, to film, like, the NXT and, like, all that. Oh, shit. All yeah, that gets filmed tight. at Full Sail in Orlando, bro. Okay. That's why they were trying to do the WrestleMania in Orlando. Yeah, yeah. they partnered with my school, man, so. That's tight. Yeah, so that's that was the main thing that made me say, oh, well, you know what? I'm already here in Florida. Yeah. You know, I might as well go. And they only required you to have a GED to get in. So I was like, well, man, forget high school. Let me get this GED real quick and, okay. you know, go do my thing. So that's what I ended up doing, bro. Nice. So what age did you decide to do that and go get your GED instead? I dropped out at 16. I dropped out at 16 and, like, by 17, I was uh, in full cell. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So you were on it right away, huh? Yeah, no man. I, I wasn't wasting time, bro. Because, you know... uh growing up in a spanish household bro you know mom mom will always say uh e- either work or go to school yeah <laughs> you know yeah. there's no in between you're not gonna be a bum so yeah either work or go to school so you had to pick one so i didn't want to go to school um and i wasn't really trying to work in the field that you know wasn't good so i figured you know might as well uh, learn something that i want to work in mm-hmm. and then go hit the fields and start working you know? yeah so so was it a lot full sale because i've read about it too and i know they okay. offer different like broadcasting things mm-hmm. as well and i believe dan patrick is like yeah he's like a sponsor of it now too so but how was it as far as the hands-on experience that you got to experience there you know uh that that's funny man that dan patrick thing that was really cool too because i actually wanted to be like a commentator for oh, like, yeah? basketball okay. yeah yeah i really love basketball i wanted to commentate at the time, they that wasn't around when I was going. Mm-hmm. Like that was that came a little later, but um, hands on full sale. It's a, uh, it's, it's kind of tough, man. Um, 
I got like a love hate relationship with Full Sail, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it because I think that the instructors and the program itself is like they call it real world learning, mm-hmm. you know, because you got different times that you're going to class. You can have a class at one in the morning, like no from, way. from one to five in the morning, really? and, then, and, then, and then you got another class at eight in the morning. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And they call it real world learning because in real life. You're going to have call times that yeah. are like that, you mm-hmm. know, especially in, in the entertainment industry. So, but also I, I felt like it was kind of rushed a little bit. Mm-hmm. They take uh, programs and they cram them up into mm-hmm. like short periods of time. Yeah. So you're flying through the stuff and you're flying through the program. So it's kind of hard to retain a lot of the stuff they teach you too, because you learn one thing, you do it next thing. You're mm-hmm. learning the net and then, you know, so it was kind of, it's kind of like... It's 50-50, bro. You know, you. Okay. it's up to the individual, I guess. I personally enjoyed it. I used the most of my time. Mm-hmm. I took um, I took extra time, you know, and stayed, stayed in the, the studio, mm-hmm. extra time, you know. Um, but it is, it is kind of, you know, a little rushed. Okay. That was my only, like, down, down thing to it, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Was there anything you specific you majored in or got like a certificate in? At yeah, once you were done? I, I got my uh, my associate's degree in uh, audio engineering, okay. so just in recording and stuff like that. And um, they gave us the option at the time they didn't have like bachelors for it. Now they got like bachelors. Okay, so it's still pretty young, huh? Yeah. Um, at the time they didn't. Ha- we were the first one they offered it to, but um, I kind of wanted to learn more about the business side, mm-hmm. so. I ended up getting an internship uh, with this guy in L.A. named Jay Warshinsky, who um, he works for uh, his company, Indie Power. Okay. And uh, this guy um, in the 90s, he saw that the game was going to go independent. Oh. So that's why he created his company, Indie Power. And I learned a lot from Jay Warshinsky, man. So shout out to Jay, man. So after Full Sail, you moved to L.A.? What, what else yeah, did you learn yeah. in that internship? Um, really, man, I learned I learned a lot of game from that. Um. I learned uh, more like the promo side, mm-hmm. um, a little bit more about the touring side, um, and just uh, like uh, customer service, I guess, you know, because oh, okay, he's yeah. dealing with different artists and different types of clients. So you get to see the different types of people that you're going to be dealing with, different types of personalities and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember uh, like BG Knockout came through. He was one of the clients and he was using our serv- or Dang, okay. the services and stuff. So I, I learned a little bit about like ev- almost everything mm-hmm. on the on the music business side. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. So during your internship and during Full Sail, were you making music at the time or did you finally like start to make a lot more music once you were done with those the thing about full sale man is that they demand so much like uh the only days off at full sale are sunday mm-hmm. like you got wow. you got class on saturday you wow, know okay. you, you got to go to class and if you don't have class you have projects that you got to do um that's what i liked about full sale they give you a individual project and a group project nice. because that's you know it's about how you perform individually right. and as a group, because even even this, as you can see, is a collaboration. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? It's never just one person. Mm-hmm. So they really prepare you with when it comes to that. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then did the music making start picking oh, up once oh, you were done? Yeah, yeah. It started picking up after, man. During it was kind of tough to 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 work, man, because mm-hmm. you you got all these projects, you got classes that you got to go to. 
um, you, you got four-hour lectures, four-hour labs, and that's just one class. You got two, three classes, you know? So it was tough, man. Um, once once I graduated um, and I started doing that internship, that gave me a little bit more time to, like, start creating some more and, like, experimenting with my sound and stuff like that. Okay. So speaking of your sound, you sound like you were really well-traveled at a very young age. When you first wanted to make music and stuff, did you have like any particular artist you wanted to sound like? Because I know you spent some time on the West Coast, East Coast, and you knew someone from Queens too. Right, right. Yeah, man, oh, that's crazy. Um, now that you painted like that, um, yeah. Growing up, growing up here in Cali, my parents, my mom is like a disco queen. You mm, know, like okay. she she listened to all the disco music, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Bee Gees, you know, everything disco. Uh, Michael Jackson, that was yeah. like her biggest, you know, she biggest fan or whatever. So, but then also growing up in the West Coast, you 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 know, you grow up listening to to some funk or to Snoop Dogg. You yeah. know, Snoop Dogg was big in in our time. We grew up. I'm from the '90s, so Snoop Dogg was like the biggest thing. You know, uh-huh. you got Tupac, um, even Bone Thugs. People like Bone Thugs. Yeah. And, but Snoop Dogg and Nate Dogg, those were those were my like favorites mm-hmm. out here in the West Coast. Everybody knows Snoop, you know. Yeah. Um, going down to to the to the South and linking up with like New York people, it um they they put me on to like some more like lyrical type of stuff. Like even Bugsy, his favorite was Jada Kiss. Oh, you know okay. What I'm saying? Yeah. So I, he put me on to Jada Kiss, which I thank him for because that's <laughs> one of my top five favorites. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Okay. I love Jada Kiss. And uh, my other homies, you know, putting me on to people like Cassidy and mm, like okay. Dipset. Like, yeah. I, yeah, my homie Foz put me on a Dipset, Cameron, and all of them. So, like, nice. Um, and even uh, one of my, my friends, Ray, he put me on to, uh, he's also from Queens, he put me on to Big Pun. Ooh, okay, you know, and nice. so so that one was a big one for me, man, because I I never heard a big pun. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> coming from the West Coast, you know, and it's and, like pre-internet, pre. Yeah, I mean, MTV was around, but I'm sure it wasn't popping. It, poppin', it was know? just, you know, it it was a little different, man. Um, in the early 2000s, like you still had regional music. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I remember that before I even moved to Florida, we went to visit, and. Um, that's when I learned about T.I. Oh, you know, okay, I yeah. learned about T.I. and I learned about Paul Wall, <laughs> hey, you okay, know, yeah. and th- this is like when Swisher House days, you know, yeah. when they, I was laughing, bro. When I saw Paul Wall for the first time, I was dying laughing like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, I, I, I wasn't expecting for like a white guy to sound like that. Right. You know, but, you know, it's the South. Southern Talking about culture. grills and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. I had never seen a white boy like that. And I was like, no, this white boy is for real, man. Yeah. He's like, you know, because I'm from Orange County. You know, our white boys, we got sandals and like, yeah, you know, they, go, they go surf and shit, you know. But over there, man, this dude got grills in his mouth. He, he sound super black. You know, I thought he was black when I first heard him, you know, yeah. on the radio. And, and I, was, I was down south. I remember listening to the radio. The sound was different. I was like, damn, this sounds dope. Like, mm-hmm. we don't ever hear that over here on the West Coast, true, true. you know. And, um, yeah, man, just getting exposed to a lot of, like, New York artists. And even Big Pun is so big for me because he's Hispanic, mm-hmm. you know. So, and, and the way that he was rapping and... To me, I still think that he's the best rapper ever, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't really see too many people going up against him on a record. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, man, uh, that definitely uh, 
the regions shaped a, a little bit of how I sound, even how I speak now. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. Uh, a lot of people here in Cali always ask me, "Hey, where are you from, man?" Because like, mm-hmm. they they don't know if I'm from here or from somewhere else. Yeah, you got like a blend of the two. I yeah, see that. man, and and even being down south, man. Uh, you have you seen the movie uh, ATL? Uh, I have not. No. I have no? Not, no. Oh man, you gotta watch ATL. There's a funny scene in it where uh, this guy he's talking to like this young guy, mm-hmm. but he's got such a heavy country accent mm-hmm. that it's it's so hard to understand him, man. So you should check that one out. ATL with Ti, okay. man. That's a good movie. You like with that Ti's one. in it? Yeah, Ti. Okay. Yeah, for sure. and uh, Lauren London is in it too. Oh, okay. Damn. Yeah. All right. Yeah, she's in that one. I think that I think that's where she like one of her biggest roles right there. Atl. All right, yeah. I'll have to check that out, man. Yeah, it's a good one. So I I like, but just going back to what we're talking about, like the different coasts and not having a lot of exposure. I feel like that was what was huge about MTV. And I get the internet has taken over that platform, so yeah. you don't need the music videos as much as they used to. Right. But I remember being like, you know, in third, fourth grade, fifth grade in the summers, spending time at my grandma's house. Yeah. She had cable before we did at my right, house. Right, right, right. But I remember when MTV, what they would play basically music videos every day. Yeah. For like at least eight to ten hours a day, too. And I remember like learning about 50 Cent, about mm-hmm. G-Unit, about yeah. all these cats from the East Coast and from the South. But if it, like, if you weren't, because if, the radio stations were mostly playing. They they would throw in some like maybe some Andre three thousand, some right. Outkast, some like They'll the bigger hits. It. Yeah. But for the most part, it was predominantly West Coast. But that's what I loved about MTV when they were showing music videos. You got to see the videos from all these like people from the East Coast. Fat Joe, I remember was like a favorite of mine growing up. Uh, Lauren Hill and mm-hmm. all those people, you know. So it was it was cool how they yeah. put on that exposure before like internet really became popping in everyone how in everyone's household you know? yeah and that's funny man because that that's exactly what happened bro um i got exposed to ti early 2000s and i came back and i remember being in middle school and elementary and saying hey man you gotta listen to this rapper <laughs> ti and everybody's oh he sucks he's yeah. whack and the next thing you know when he cut when he hits that song on the radio and they're hey have you heard of ti <laughs> and, and vice versa right uh, i heard of kendrick lamar like oh six oh six oh seven you know and same thing with nipsey oh six oh seven i heard about kendrick and nipsey and uh I was in Florida, you mm-hmm. know. I would come back, visit my family. I'd go back to Florida. And when I went down there, I remember that whole time around Full Sail, I was putting people on to Kendrick. And, and, and he wasn't even Kendrick. He was K-Dot. Yeah, you know? and, and, really early. Yeah, K-Dot and Nipsey. And I'm put, hey, man, you need to hear these guys. And mm-hmm. at the time... A lot of people were like, oh, man, he sounds like Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, oh, he's a wannabe Wayne and yeah. stuff like that, you know? Um, and then same people later on, hey, have you heard of Kendrick? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, tight, man. man. Definitely. I always repping for the coast, man. Everywhere I go, I always, like put people on to west coast music man mm-hmm. cuz that that's my favorite thing about traveling and that like I would recommend anybody listening or mm-hmm. whatever I always tell them man you you guys definitely need to travel get out a little bit more yeah 100% yeah man you even even just the sounds of the city is different mm-hmm. like in every little town you know mm-hmm. that's what i think about is cool about california is there's a sound in like LA Compton area but if you go up to the bay even yeah there's a whole different sound there with Mac Dre and E40 and a lot of Too Short too yeah and they have a very different sound and even like Tupac spent a lot of time in the bay exactly. people don't remember that exactly cuz he i think he was born in Maryland ish yeah around I, that area yeah i i hear uh, i'm not like um too knowledgeable about like Pac's 
past or anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, but I do, I do remember people saying stuff about like New York too, like yeah, some Brooklyn stuff. Yeah, so he spent know, time so. on the East Coast before he moved yeah. to Oakland, and then he moved down south to LA and kind of put on. It's funny right, he, he right. gets remembered. A lot yeah, for he, his fame he, and his popularity and how he died, obviously too. But. Yeah, he said he got he got a lot of his game from Oakland. Yeah. Um, when he was running with a digital yeah, underground, Shock G. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's cool. So, what was the first song that you ever recorded? What was that sounding like? Hmm. The first. Oh, I remember the first song I ever recorded, man. Oh man, dude, we were in high school. This is a crazy story, bro. Mm-hmm. Um. We were in high school, and we used to, me and my crew, M-Bam, we used to just hang out and uh, just cypher, freestyle, you yeah. know, do the hood stuff. And um, there was a substitute teacher, bro, and he, he saw us rapping every day, and he came one time, and he's like, can can he rap with us, you know? Uh, and this is like some, you know, <laughs> this is some, like, like professor, like, he's a professor nerd-looking guy, you know? So we're like, yeah, whatever, man, come, come drop some bars, and he has some bars, man. Okay. But um, we told him we were going to the studio, and... Uh, we actually we actually convinced our substitute teacher to drive us to the studio no way. Yeah, <laughs> after tight. school after school man and uh, you know we were all confident um i really don't remember too much of what happened with everybody else i just remember that when we pulled up to the studio and it was my turn to go mm-hmm. like this was a verse i had memorized left and right i rapped this thing like a hundred times dude yeah I stepped into that booth, bro, and I forgot everything, oh, dog. Oh, man, that's I, tough. And then the thing about it was my heart was pumping so hard. I was like, damn, can he hear it on the microphone? <laughs> like, I, it was pumping oh, so shit. hard, man. I had to punch in and record like two bars at a time. It was horrible, bro. Oh, damn. Okay. It was horrible, man. But the, the song came out pretty cool, man, and, and, and it got us a little buzz in high school when we, when we dropped the stuff, man. Mm-hmm. This was ringtone era. You yeah, know? okay, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Recording it off your phone and then, yeah. <laughs> this was ringtone era, but we actually we really paid for a recording studio and that's tight. And yeah, we were one of the the, the first uh, at our school high school kids to like have a mixtape at out at the school. That's yeah. tight, man. So was it hard for you to leave? What was it money by any means your group once you decided to come back to California? Um, I don't think we ever left, man. Uh, like I never left the group or nothing like that. Uh, we just kind of. I think that was just like a high school thing, okay. you know, like a a click. But we still, um, besides Bugsy, you know, rest in peace. Uh, everybody else, we're still, we still talk, we're still connected, and everybody's still making music too, okay. you know. So, it, it, there's still life over there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's just a, uh, you know, like you said, people go, they get older, they grow. People have different callings in life, and mm-hmm. we were all from different areas, man. Uh, one of the homies was from Boston. The yeah, other homie was like from sure. Tampa. Like we had another homie from Atlanta. So it was a whole bunch of out of towners mm-hmm. that end up linking up together in Florida. That's tight though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I feel like even I mean I only moved from Santa Ana to Orange, right, which is right. a neighboring city. Right. But I felt like in high school, some of my best friends were also people who didn't grow up in Orange. They were out of towners. Yeah. So one of my best friends came from. I still talk to him, and he still helps me with the podcast a lot. Okay. He's from Riverside, and then he lived in Watts for a little bit too. Yeah. Yes, yes, a minute. I, I have another friend who came from Santa Ana. So similar thing. So I just felt like you kind of like out of towners kind of find each other and yeah, they like mesh with each other. Exactly. You know yeah, it was crazy, man. Cause um, you know, I was nervous, bro, going to this school and like 
I, I went to a school called Eastside High School, bro. Mm-hmm. And just like every Eastside, bro, is like ghetto as oh, hell, shit. dog. And then like, it was like ninety. Well, maybe not ninety, but it it was predominantly black, bro. Mm-hmm. And you know, over here in California, there's a like racial tensions between the Hispanic and the black community, especially in the nineties and early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, especially in my time, I, I remember one of my best friends. His name is Thomas. He he was black, bro. He's black, you know. And uh, a lot of people used to talk trash to me for hanging out with him and Damn. stuff like that. And uh, I mean, I don't know what they expected. I I play basketball, yeah. you know. I want to play with the best, you know. <laughs> so, um, be, playing sports, you you really. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't see color. You don't really see color, man. Yeah. You know, especially when you have a team and mm-hmm. your team is good or something. You know, yeah. you, you you learn how to trust uh, your teammates, and uh, so it, I never really saw color like that. But you know, still we we know that there is racial tension over here in Cali. So mm-hmm. when I go over there, I don't know what it's like over there, but there's no Hispanics, bro. <laughs> yeah. I swear, I was like one of like three Hispanics at Eastside, dude. Yeah, because all the Hispanics went to a different high school. Okay. Yeah, they went to the high school that, like, they taught you, like, how to speak English. Mm, okay. You like know? an ESL type Yeah, thing? there was one school. There was, like, a... Since it's a smaller town, it's mm. not, like, as big as Cali. There was only, like, three, four high schools. Mm, okay. You know, so um, each one had their certain, like, program. Yeah. And so the Spanish kids went to Gainesville High School because that's where they had like the ESL programs or okay. even if you were like Asian and you were to come or you like from India yeah. like a lot of people from India came for the colleges and stuff like that so they would go to Gainesville High School oh, okay yeah I was since I'm not I speak English I just went to the school I was zoned for okay. so I ended up going to Eastside man yeah and, you know it was nerve-wracking bro just being around a, a bunch of like different people man and mm-hmm. but Cause even the Latino population out there is Cuban mostly, right? Yeah, it's mostly like Puerto Ricans. Okay, you know, and like down down more like in Miami now you get like heavily like Cubans and yeah. stuff like that. So it wasn't mostly in the Gainesville area. It's mostly like Puerto Ricans. Okay, yeah, not too many Mexicans. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was hard to find tacos out there, bro. I'm not yeah, even yeah, it's hard oh, to find tacos, shit. bro. Damn, yeah, somebody, crazy. we need to get a taquero out there, man. <laughs> it's a huge culture shock, I'm sure. Because mm-hmm. I mean, there's. There's barbecue spots out here, but if someone's right. from the south, from Texas, yeah, you, they'll tell you all the time, like, oh, the barbecue out here is not really that good. Exactly, you know what I'm, dude. So I, I'm and, sure it's the same way. And out that's there true, man. Every now and then I get that urge, and I try to find some like barbecue, and it's so hard to find good yeah. barbecue here unless you're trying to spend like thirty, forty dollars. Okay. Know? Over there, dude, with seven bucks, you get a big old plate of barbecue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, man. So you mentioned mixtapes earlier, and you come from that mixtape earlier, and you the mixtape era, right. and you talked about it in high school. But how has the industry changed from, you know, since you've been rapping for so long, how has it changed from the mixtape era and evolved? Yeah, let me tell you, man, um, back in, like, 2012, I was still, I was making at least 100 bucks every day, bro, mm-hmm. off of mixtapes, because yeah. pe- people were still buying CDs mm-hmm. in this time, you mm-hmm. know? It, it was kind of starting to die out. But it hadn't died yet, mm-hmm. you know, and I could go, I could burn 20 CDs and go outside and sell them for five bucks a pop, you yeah. know, and I would make a hundred bucks, you nice. know. So, like, I, I I do think it was a lot easier um, to make money back then because mm-hmm. now you need to make $1,000, bro, 
you need to make 250,000 streams. 250,000. Yeah. Damn, That's bro. That's a lot of streams. Fuck. That's a lot of streams, bro. I only had to find... 20 people yeah to sell <laughs> yeah that's right to, yeah to make five bucks right you know that's and true. and i'm not you're not selling nothing illegal or nothing like that it's right. your music you put it on a cd you, mm-hmm. you package it you sell it you mm-hmm. know and so it it is a lot harder to make um money in music now mm-hmm. um compared to even like six five years ago mm-hmm. um but i guess now you can reach like larger audiences now mm-hmm. it's a like even now I, I look at my like my my artist spotify or whatever and mm-hmm. it, it shows people in germany listening oh, to yeah, me yeah. And you know what i'm saying and with the podcast yeah, yeah it shows people in uk and yeah. like a lot of people in my El salvador you mm-hmm. know what i mean so like it's it's tough man it, it's pros and cons bro the, right. mo- the money is is lower now you know but the reach is bigger mm-hmm. and so yeah, man. Um, take from it what you will. I, you know. Yeah. I, I'm kind of in the middle. I don't think it's better. I don't think it's worse. It's just it's just changed. Mm-hmm. That's it. The game just changed a little bit. I feel that. Yeah. So when you came out here, what was that first project that you dropped? Was it the Summertime Classics that you still got up on, on Spotify, or was it something before then? Um, there was actually something before then, man. Um, this was actually at the time my most successful project. It was called Seven One Four. Okay. And I dropped 714 2013. Mhm. And um that was when I was fresh out of full sale, man. I was hungry. We were out here. Um I was kind of struggling, a little homeless, but I was still like, you know, couch surfing, yeah, and, like do, doing what I got to do, you know. Um friends' houses and stuff like that. Um but me and my boy Chase Hines, he's got a project coming out soon too. Chase, uh, we dropped the project called 714, and uh, Dub CNN wrote about it. Uh, a couple little newspapers wrote about it. Like, I, I remember a newspaper in Las Vegas wrote about it. Damn, that's right. Okay. Yeah, so we, we got a couple of shows. Um, we were going to open up for, like, Nipsey. We, we, had a, we, had a whole, we had a whole bunch of, like, movement going on from 714, but um, that's when... Uh, like I said, I was homeless and stuff, so I was it's kind of struggling a little bit, man. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had to I had to bounce back um, to Florida for a little bit to kind of like uh, just regroup mm-hmm. and you know get 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 my money right. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Instead of just uh, trying to force it, yeah. I try that. try to be a little smarter, you mm-hmm. know, with how I maneuver. So um, after seven one four. What happened was I was working on a project called Pro Clubs and Chucks, mm-hmm. and everything was ready. I had this Grammy Award winner who was gonna mix it for us. I oh, had shit. I had a couple names on it, but the producer, um, he kind of backed out last minute, mm. and so uh, since I recorded everything at his place, he he had the sessions and stuff. Oof. He put me in a bad position. So That's tough. yeah, so because of that, I we end up I end up dropping a Summertime Classics, okay, which was. That wasn't really the album I was trying to go for. Mm-hmm. It was kind of rushed. It just we just threw it out there to keep the momentum. Yeah. Um. But uh, one one of the songs did really well, and it still get played today. Damn. Um, the no lie, no uh-huh. lie. I did a little video for that one too. But yeah, that that was just trying to save face, man. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, after shortly after I dropped that project, um, I came back to Cali. 
and um, things started picking up again. Uh, but then that's when um, I caught a case, bro. Mm. I ended up catching a case shortly after. We were we were setting up a tour in Europe, in uh, Europe, in, oh, sure. in the okay. UK for summertime classics. Cause yeah. it, it got a lot of good reception in the UK. Okay. So um, and then I had a was this like 2014, 15? Yeah, 2014, 2015. Okay. I dropped it summer 2014. I did a a small tour in Florida. Mm-hmm. I, I hit up Atlanta, I hit up Orlando, and I hit up Miami, mm-hmm. and so it got good reception out there. I came back here, I started doing shows here, uh-huh. it was getting reception, um, and then I was getting a lot of plays in the UK, Dang. so I had uh, somebody from the UK contact me uh, named Russell, and we were uh, we were working on setting up like two, three shows mm-hmm. out there, and then I got locked up, bro. I Damn, got locked tough. up, bro. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. So you that, mind saying what for? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, man. It, it it's pretty much, and, and we could talk about like the police thing going on too. Yeah, I think it's a good little segue. Um, pretty much, bro. I caught a case, um, from something that had happened a year before, mm. and uh, in Florida and California. In Florida, okay. Um, I got locked up here in California for something I did in Florida, mm. and um, it. It, it was pretty much one of those situations, man. Um, I was uh, I was walking through a campus uh, with a friend of mine, and we were going to an administration building to uh, get visitors' passes. Mm-hmm. But a security guard stopped us, and, you know, he asked us for credentials. And uh, I gave him what credentials I had. The other guy didn't have any. Mm-hmm. But the security guard, he just had an attitude, bro. You know, sometimes people just... I don't know if he was having a bad day or what, yeah. but he, he was just having an attitude, man. So he asked us to leave, and we left. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't no issue. But once the one of my, my friend called him RoboCop, once oh. he called him RoboCop, oh, my God, bro. Was, he hit this button on this guy. This guy started harassing. Mm. He started calling my friend all kind of racist stuff. Ooh, you know what okay. I'm saying? Damn. Like He started saying all this crazy stuff. So, you know, I stopped. I told him, hey, man, chill out. Like, you asked us to leave. We're leaving. Mm-hmm. Like, let's, let's drop it, you know. Yeah. But, you know, once once two men or two dogs get into their mode and yeah. they, they start barking at each other, I mean, it's, what no can you do? Yeah. What can you do? Especially mm-hmm. when you're undersized yeah. against two big dogs. Like, yeah. what are you going <laughs> to do, you know? So, I mean, things popped off, man. Uh, my friend, you know, knocked the dude out or whatever. Damn. You know, we hopped in the car, we left, mm-hmm. and that was that. But a year later, you know, my name came up or whatever, Sheesh. and uh, hom- homie didn't have nothing to do with it. But mm-hmm. uh, they looked at the cameras. They saw. They saw that I was the only one they were able to identify. No way. Yeah. So they locked me up. I had a warrant. They locked me up for that, and that put like a big pause on my music career, bro. Cause uh-huh. um, they were trying to use my music against me, bro. No they, way. They were they were trying to use like videos and little things like that. Like I had a website at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, my attorneys made me take it down. So like, oh, shit. so from 2015 to 2017, like I was just in and out of court, Damn. just dealing with the case, man, and like that that really stunted a lot of like the mm-hmm. progression, the progress I was making mm-hmm. like musically. Yeah. You know? How did that experience change you as just like a person too outside of music? Ah, man it's it's tough man it makes you a little resentful bro mm-hmm. to be honest um 
prior to that, well, you know, it's, it's just kind of tough, man, because, y- you know, we're, we live in America. We have these ideas and these beliefs about America that we're free, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just kind of crazy how you can be walking to a store one minute and then the next minute they're locking you up in a cage. Yeah. You know, against your will, obviously, because yeah. nobody wants to go to jail. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. So like these people literally have the power to take a grown man mm-hmm. up out of the streets and put him in a cage. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't sit right with me, bro. Like yeah. it, 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 it does something to my spirit, bro. And it's just like it kind of make you like really uh, traumatized with with police, man. Even I feel that, even yeah. even when. You're not doing anything. Yeah. They can pull you over and your hands start shaking. Yeah. Or your voice get a little shaky. And... I think a lot of them know, like, their presence intimidates others. And yeah. Especially, like, the weak-minded. I'm sure there's a, a ton of cases that weren't... A ton of incidents that weren't caught on video. Yeah. No recorded that, you know, shit happened. That was bad, you know? I mean, I've always, like... I'm not a fan of police. Mm-hmm. Just putting it out, just plain and simple. I'm not a fan of police, bro. And it's and it's because of an incident that happened to me in L.A. when I was like 16, 17. Mm-hmm. I was literally waiting for a bus, and um, the police pulled up to the bus stop and said, "Hey, are you so and so?" You know, they said some crazy name like Ricky. Are you Ricky? Whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, "No, that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. It's not." Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, that's you. And they hopped out the car and oh, they hemmed me up to the wall and they start like searching me. Mm-hmm. I didn't give nobody a, a, re- a reason to search me or, a, you know, authority or nothing. Yeah. And like, you know, people started, oh, shit, filming. People started filming. He didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, and here I am like, what the fuck? I didn't yeah. miss my bus. My bus no, done passed. I'm fuck, like, God man. damn it, you know? Yeah. So like, you know, and then they do all this shit. They fuck up your time. They, they, they make you lose 30 minutes to an hour. And then at the end of it all, they're like, oh, sorry, my mistake. That's crazy. They you know, walked away like it's that. Like, you can file a complaint if you want. Yeah. You know, and then they leave, and it's like they know that you can file a complaint because it's not gonna do anything. Nah. They're gonna put it in. A, they have a lot a, of protection against that. Yeah, they're gonna put it in the file and just leave it in the in the office, and then it's mm-hmm. never gonna get touched. So and they might get like a little slap on the wrist. Yeah, kind of you know, bro. So like a week kind of thing. Yeah, man. So that's you know, it's it's kind of tough, man. It's kind of tough with the police. Like I I, I also understand that. You know, there there are bad people out there. There mm-hmm. are a lot of a, a, there's a lot of evil in this world. You mm-hmm. know, um, there's a lot of people out there who can't defend themselves. Right. You know, and I understand the the need for protection. Mm-hmm. You know, for a protective service. Like right. I, I totally understand that. Um, I just I I do believe that the respect was lost over there though with the police man. Yeah. And, and that they need to start respecting the community man Mm -hmm. because i think that that badge just gives them a different type of ego man oh 100 um i think it's a little too easy to become a police officer too i mean i know there are a lot of things you have to go through physical training mental training but Mm -hmm. i as far as like the college goes you don't need a whole lot of it if any and i just feel like I forgot exactly how much time you have to take to get through the academy, but it's probably like three to five months where like, you know, there's other professions that take way longer. Exactly. I think we can let people, and I get, there's like some cities with a great demand for it, you know, I get it because there's a lot of crime and a lot of people to serve, but I just feel like sometimes it's too easy for people to get it in and out of the police force and, and we're not like doing our best job to make sure we select a 
the, the, the best view. I was listening to a podcast and someone basically described it as, you know, if you're driving freeways and you see like an overpass, a bridge, you know, would you, so like, let's say not all cops are bad, but let's say 70% are bad, right? right. Would you, so that 30% is good. Would you want to drive over a freeway bridge if 70% of people who build bridges are bad? Like, right. no, we wouldn't trust that shit. Same thing if you were going to the doctor and having like open heart surgery, would you want a doctor who's, you know, 60 or 70% like failure rate? Fuck no. Right. Yeah. So I think we just need to hold the bar a little higher for police force yeah. that they got to be a little bit more specialized training and better people you know i totally agree man i think that e- even when at full cell bro the first month um they teach you behavioral science mm-hmm. and it's pretty much a psychology class yeah. man they teach you how people behave mm-hmm. you know um and, and they definitely need to work on that they de- their customer service yeah they need to work on their customer service man yeah um it's a tough it's a tough thing bro uh a lot of i feel like police are getting a lot of the you know a lot of the shit mm-hmm. um, oh right now 100 percent. they're dude. getting a lot of the shit man when they're just like a small part of the problem yeah you know i think that the real the 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 real problem is um the prosecutors bro mm-hmm. the da yeah um because the police don't have the authority to charge their own Mm -hmm. it's the prosecutors that bring up charges Mm. and so everybody's so focused on the police because they're the ones that's doing the activities Mm -hmm. you know they're the ones that's that's brutalizing the community or Mm -hmm. you know using excessive force so they're the ones that get caught on camera but the ones who are supposed to hold those people accountable Mm -hmm. are the prosecutors and the da but they're not they're not bringing charges up mm. against their friends. Yeah. You know? And That's so... A, yeah, it's yeah. really buddy-buddy. And I was I remember mm. even reading, too, about how the unions are very strong in the police force. Yes. Yeah. And and that's the thing. A lot of these prosecutors, they, they're either... They were once police or their family is police. And, mm. I mean, the whole court system, everybody there, they're all friends, mm. you know? Yeah. Uh, dealing with the court system for two years, bro, I done practically became a lawyer, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, I, I, I totally saw the friendships that exist. And mm-hmm. just to paint it in perspective, I had one uh, attorney who filed certain motions for me mm-hmm. and was helping me with my case. And they didn't want me to win mm-hmm. so they end up promoting her to prosecutor mm. and she had to withdraw from my case no dog. way yeah Fuck. And, and i was like wow, wow because they, they had gave me an attorney mm-hmm. originally and uh the lady wasn't doing the things i was requesting her to do mm-hmm. you know um because i i know a little bit about the law you know you just got to read a little bit you yeah know? yeah so she she was trying to play me, bro. And long story short, and I contacted like the the bar that gives them their licenses. Yeah. And so the bar ended up contacting my attorney, mm-hmm. and they end up withdrawing because mm. because they were gonna have negative marks, mm-hmm. you know. And so they try to protect themselves. So the other attorney came on my case, and she saw what I did prior. Mm-hmm. So she was like, "No, I'll help you out." She filed the, the, the paperwork I requested, 
And then not even a week later, she she told me, oh, I'm sorry, I got to withdraw from the case. I got a promotion. No way. And I was like, oh, really? You know, what? where did you get promoted to? She's like, oh, I'm going to be a prosecutor now. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, so how does this affect me? You know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, they'll do shit like that, bro. And, and so the police... I, I understand why they get the shit, you mm-hmm. know, because they're they're front lines with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, you they really got to take a deeper look, man, and look at the prosecution because that's what that's the people who file the charges, mm-hmm. and those are the same people that file charges on on the the boyfriend of Breonna Taylor. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Those are the same people who file charges on you uh, when when. You, your friend dies by some, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. like, it, it's the prosecutors, man. Yeah. I think that that's where people need to really start mm-hmm. focusing on. Yeah, know? and I think what really, I think what really angers people is we're talking about MTV earlier, but like social media now is the new TV, and it's like bigger than that. Things spread so much quicker. Yeah. And from the different incidents, dating back to Trayvon Martin, I think that was like 2014 or 13. But you know, there's been countless of occasions where like they capture it on video. Yeah. And then you like read a couple of days later that they don't get charged or anything, yeah. or if they do get charged. Because I remember Trayvon Martin, it was... Um, and that was near George Orlando. Zimmerson, right? Yeah, yeah, it was in that Florida. Was, that was right there, dude. And he got off. And I remember, like, that was a huge yeah. day on social media. That was big. Yeah, because everyone was, was like, what? Like, how did he, how did he, like, you know, get proven innocent? Like, exactly. what? And so that just, you know, like, time after time, like, you see so much of that happened again. The video of it, you have the proof. And the people are still getting off and they're not getting charged and not getting fired. Exactly. You know, And, and, like, then, and then on the other spectrum, in my case, mm-hmm. there was no... There was no video footage. There mm-hmm. was no evidence. There was nothing. Mm-hmm. And I still got charged. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So that that's why I tell people, like, did the police do that? Yeah. They didn't do that. Yeah. The police didn't have nothing to do with that. The mm-hmm. police, all they did was arrest me. Right. Who did that? They're the pawns, you know? Who did that? Yeah. That was the prosecution, bro. That's mm-hmm. the DA. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So everybody got their eyes focused on the police when they really should be. Yeah. looking at the the prosecutors and the DAs and those are the people that they vote and elect yeah you know so you ever see that documentary on Netflix when they see us no bro is, I, is that the one with the the Central Park yeah oh you, no, so you got, no. how old were you when that happened because you're probably little. I, bro I, I don't know anything about that oh you don't okay no. okay yeah that that move that document i think it's four parts but i couldn't okay, honestly okay. get past the second one because i was just like crying like, yeah it was wow. hard to watch bro because these are like middle Dang. like not to ruin too much of it because i know you haven't seen it right, but, like, right right these are middle school age kids yeah wow some of i think like a couple of them are in high school but like they're like pressing them kind of using their psychological advantages yeah. over these kids telling them like yeah your parents said like we could talk to you like this yeah. and they okay did and see and see that's another and thing fuck, bro man. Man, see well, once you touch that bro it starts it starts sparking stuff man because yeah. That's another thing, bro. Like when you're going through these cases, you know the attorneys they give you because you're broke. You can't afford it. Yeah. You can't afford ten thousand for retainer fees. Mm-hmm. You know, like you get the public defender, and this fool, he's gonna come to you and he's gonna say, "Dude, just sign this. Just sign the deal, yeah. bro. Just the plea or whatever." And, yeah, and they don't care if you're innocent or guilty, bro. Yeah. They just want you to sign this piece of paper so that they can file it and move on to the next one mm-hmm. like nobody really wants to like defend you yeah you know what i'm saying so that's another thing bro is like you get all these innocent people going to to court like i have a friend bro and uh this is crazy man like it i don't want to put their business out there nothing but uh 
two friends of mine, one of them called the police on the other because mm-hmm. of some BS and pretty much lied on him and mm-hmm. said that he got robbed, mm-hmm. you know, but when it was really just a disagreement, mm-hmm. you know, but he said he got robbed. And so now this fool, he got a history, he got a record. Mm-hmm. So now, now the public defenders are coming here, sign a deal. Long story short, I told him not to sign it, but he signed it anyways. 10 years, bro. 10 years? 10 wow. years, dog, because of his prior yeah prior record and because he didn't want to go and defend himself you know what i'm saying yeah. like i understand like it takes time yeah and that's it's a lot of effort but you know what i mean uh, it's either that or 10 years the thing is these attorneys bro they tell you that you're gonna lose mm-hmm. they don't say they, they don't ever say if we win they mm-hmm. don't ever say that they say oh it's if you lose, it's ten years max. If da da da, they always point to the negative because they do scare tactics. Mm-hmm. They try to scare you, bro. Mm-hmm. And that's what that was the, that's the reason why like that's tough. You know, like yeah. that. That's what, that's why every time I try to talk to kids and stuff like that, and I, and they're dealing with courts and stuff like that, I tell them, hey, don't be afraid, bro, because mm-hmm. that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna try to scare you into signing these documents. Mm-hmm. You know, and because let me tell you, bro, the day before I went to trial. They they changed their plea. They finally offered me a plea. They said seven days, seven days jail mm-hmm. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, nah, man. You offering me seven days? I don't already waited all this two years. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hell no. Nah, let's just go all the way. You know? Yeah. But yeah, man. Whoever's listening, don't let them pressure you, dog. Uh-huh. Like, they they're gonna try to scare you into signing uh-huh. things and stuff like that. Okay. You know. But yeah, we we gotta start looking more. Us as a community and everything, we gotta yeah. start. We gotta start applying pressure to the prosecutors, mm-hmm. um, who bring up the charges. You know, mm-hmm. the, the police. I definitely do believe that they um, there does need to be some type of changes going on there with their policing tactics. Yeah. Yeah. With their tactics, but as far as like, I see a lot of people talking about defunding the police too, mm-hmm. and although I agree that they don't need all that funding yeah what what's going to happen is they're going to eliminate funding to the programs they decide right you right. know what i'm saying so it's yeah. instead of instead of there being like less military issued guns yeah they're going to they're going to cancel the i think they said something about like the like the sex rape or whatever yeah like the, the classes ra- or something yeah, yeah the S- special rape victims unit do you guys watch uh Law and Order, what's it called? The SVU? Yeah. Yeah, the okay. Special Victims Unit. Yeah, yeah. So so I read in an article that um LA is gonna because they already cut the funding, mm-hmm. they said that they're gonna eliminate the SVU unit. Wow. The sexual victims unit. And that's that's women and kids. Bro. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So like although, you know, people yeah, defund the police, mm-hmm. you know, and I agree they're still gonna twist it yeah. and make it work to their advantage mm-hmm. so they're gonna oh you wanna cut our funding well you know now your women and kids are gonna take about an hour to respond right. to their calls now yeah. you know it's the it should be more like realloc- reallocate the funds exactly because I even think you ever seen that movie Crash yes I love that movie yeah so I think I don't know if it's towards the end but there's the, where the the scene where the white cops in the car with the the black kid. Yeah, yeah. And he, I forgot what he was doing, but he was like pulling his wallet out of his pocket, 
and he gets fr- afraid, so he just automatic he's mm. he's trigger happy. Yeah. And he shoots and kills the kid. Exactly. Didn't do anything wrong. It was just like pulling out his wallet. Exactly. And I do feel like there should you know don't get me wrong I'm sure like especially like the cops in L A or in some of the heavy parts of Santa Ana they do see some shit so there should be like some money in their budget for them to like deal with like mental health shit right how to recoup them of that kind of mm-hmm. like a like a therapist even but I'm sure that's gonna be the first thing that goes when they defund the police so exactly. it's more about because you said it earlier like we don't need they don't need to have the military grade equipment yeah you know they what don't I'm saying need they shouldn't be always like so quick to have that big, you know, AR or whatever they have in Dude, their hand. Let me tell you, man, I, in Florida, bro, I remember um, passing by a, a police station mm-hmm. and they, no lie, bro, had a Lamborghini, dude, Ooh. cop car. No way. What the hell you need a Lamborghini cop car? Like, yeah. what the, I mean, it was cool. Like, we took pictures, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying, though. Yeah, like, not necessary. Dude, and, and even if you take little, little, because you, you can visit the, um, offices and they'll show take you little tours and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, bro, I've seen so many like military laser laser scopes and like, yeah. all types of Call of Duty closets. You yeah, know? they're like, just toys for these fuckers. To yeah, play with, you know? and, and and the whole time it's it's like a town of like five thousand. Like, yeah. bro, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's crazy, man. So I, you know, I understand the defunding, but like you said, bro the reallocation of the funds yeah. where are these funds going to right you know i think that's you know that's more important and mm-hmm. that will get my attention like you know because i i do know that there are some like i know people who who, who work for police and things like that and yeah um in small towns and like some of their people don't even have vests mm-hmm. So, you know, there's there's both ends of the spectrum when it comes to that. I, I don't think that getting rid of the police completely is the solution. Because, like yeah, I said, you yeah. know, the elders and, like, kids. Yeah. And, you know, there's certain people. With pe- disabilities and shit Yeah, like that too, there's yeah. certain people that just don't have the protection or the ability to mm-hmm. protect themselves. So who are they going to call, you yeah. know? So I, I definitely think that there needs to be some type of yeah. program, you know? yeah. Um, and it's gonna be really interesting to see how that shakes out because I feel like this is not like a, it's not something that's gonna happen in the next couple of months. It's not uh, something that's gonna happen. I don't think in the next year. Yeah. It, it'll probably be like a four to, if especially if we're talking nationwide, it might be like a four to ten year thing. Yeah. Where they're gonna have to like slowly tear down what they have, the system built, and then kind of rebuild it to, you know, where there's more resources allocated to different areas. Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, have the military grade equipment. They can respond better. They don't like. I know uh, certain cities in across the U.S. are there's like certain hotlines you can call now for policemen without guns. I think somewhere in the Bay Area, start, I think San Francisco or oh. Oakland are, are starting, or maybe it's Sacramento, somewhere up in NorCal. Okay. You know, like there's a different number you can call where if you if it's a non-violent um, reason you're calling, right? They'll send a policeman without any weapons. Oh. So like that's like a small baby step in the right yeah, direction. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But, but the entire like there's. It's a big system that needs to be, like, reformed, like, up and down, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, man, it's... It's not going to be easy, like, snap of the finger kind yeah. of type thing, you know? Well, they kind they kind of did it to themselves, bro. Yeah, oh, yeah, you yeah. You know, they, they, they've gotten away with so much for so long. Mm-hmm. They're still getting away with so much, man, and, I mean... This this is this is America, bro. This yeah. Is, this, is, this is a country that's of the peoples. Mm-hmm. And, like, although certain people may be in power right now... They know it too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they know it too, bro. That's why they're trying to do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. They didn't saw the riots. They yeah. they didn't saw the, the, the looting. Yeah. You know, and that was just a small take. That wasn't even 
mm-hmm. like the people that was like a small percentage of right. the people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like things do got to change, man. It, it, it's been messed up for such a long time. Like yeah. I think it's time. Um, I think it's crazy though, bro. Right now with COVID and everything going on, like, what do you think of the Kanye, man? You, you... <laughs> uh, President twenty twenty. You know, yeah. first reaction, I was like, I remember him saying this a couple years back that he said he was gonna run. Yeah, the future. he did. He did. But I, I think I was reading up like the next day after he announced it is that um he he is in uh in like thirty two or thirty three for exact numbers, but it's low thirties. It's too late in that state to put your name on the ballot mm. so like and then i think it was like 10 of them would even count if they wrote him in oh. so like so i think he, he did this too late so i don't know if this is like a publicity stunt mm. I, i'm sure like I, he I, has my been per- dropping music yeah i feel been. like yeah so i feel like in a month yeah. or two he's probably gonna w- withdraw his name from the race and okay. then maybe do an album type thing but i just feel like this was kind of just like a brief distraction because we're on fourth of july right I yeah think it was. yeah yeah last saturday so i mean it was really random timing, bro. <laughs> it you was. Read, when you read into it, you're like, okay, well, he can't even really, like, win-win, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know, honestly, but I just feel like a lot of people now, especially, I remember even when Donald Trump ran, and even in the primaries and stuff, yeah, a bunch of, like, actors and all sorts of people were like, well, I'm going to run, too, because now it's like, I feel like the president has become this, like, kind of joke of a position now. It is, man. The fact that, you know, Trump has no political experience. And he has no like background in any of that, and yeah, he just man. got the job, kind of like was crazy. So I feel like now it's it's, it's anyone a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. and I remember you know, but that's that goes back to high school and shit too. I remember yeah. when we would have our like little elections and everything. Exactly. Like, I remember the teachers would always say, "Well, don't vote on popularity. Vote on who you think's gonna do the best." But you know damn well yeah, we all vote on popularity. Vote, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm voting for the homie, man. Right? Or the yeah. kid who danced on stage or had a really <laughs> funny speech. You know yeah, that kind of thing. Exactly. So I always felt like it was like instilled in us from a young age, but you know, I, I going back to the police force thing real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like there needs to be more people like us serving the community as policemen. You know what I'm saying? Just people, oh, yeah, I feel that. especially like people who grew up in the area. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like kids who grew up in Santa Ana becoming Santa Ana policemen. It doesn't exactly. have to be 100, percent but 80 percent of the mm-hmm. police force has to have lived and grown up in that community and yeah. still live in that community. Because I think too many times you get people from out of areas moving to other cities. And it's a lot different, like, let's say you grew up with that, let's say, you know what I mean, like, you're a policeman, and, and it's your best friend from high school's kid that you're arresting, you know right. what I'm saying, you're going to treat that a lot differently than if I were to move to St. Louis, and yeah. become a policeman, yeah, and don't, don't know, know anybody, anybody, and you're exactly. just, you know, like, fuck this kid, you know, who is this, you know? Yeah, I agree with that, man, I think that, I think that's another thing that they should work on, too, is um, having uh, people from that district yeah work in that district mm-hmm. instead of having these people work in this field or mm-hmm. you know i'm not sure i'm i, I don't know how this, how it works because i'm not a cop you yeah know what i'm saying so i don't know if you get assigned to your area or i don't know if you choose what area you'd like to be assigned to yeah but that definitely i agree that mm-hmm. you if you grew up in this neighborhood it'd probably be it'd be better for you to police that neighborhood because right. you have more ties to that neighborhood yeah you know i think and, and that's another thing touching back on that like the social media and how how music is different back then and now mm-hmm. is uh the digital thing man um before before the 2000s like in the 90s you still had that sense of community right you know and uh now that social media has taken over our communities went digital that's true yeah you know and so now 
it's weird to be outside and to say to hi to your neighbors and stuff like that mm-hmm. when before you, there used to be more block parties. And oh, okay, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like all everyone's the blo- more to themselves. Yeah, everybody's more to themselves now, and they're behind the screen. And yeah. I feel like people are more afraid now. Yeah. Compared compared to back then, you can let your kid play outside and that's run true, down the yeah. street because this is our neighborhood. Yeah. This is our community. You know, and even even myself, you know, like I got kids and I don't like them running far because I'm like, oh, but you don't you don't you don't know who that is. You know what I'm saying? And you get so panicked because Mm -hmm. it's little kids, you know. Yeah. But then you think about it. And I was like, wait, man, I remember when I was six. man, I was outside climbing trees and like nobody (laughs) was outside. You know, so I I do think that us as a community we need to remember that that we are a community right and, and we need to step up more in the physical not just the digital mm-hmm. you know so that was the one thing i missed about living in santa Ana is we i didn't know the whole street but my parents made it a point to know all like our closest six neighbors yeah exactly. so like the house next to us on each side houses across the street mm-hmm. and the house is like just like you know a couple houses down like we all knew them exactly a few of them had kids my age so we played together exactly but when we moved here and granted we were already in middle i was in that middle school age so it's a little different okay but i just felt like whether it was whether my parents it could have been a multitude of factors we didn't really get to know our neighbors here. I mean, there was a few that came over to us, and right. I think like two of them we had like pretty good connections with and contact with. But I feel like for the most part now, it's like I, I rarely know any neighbors other than like <laughs> I'll say the simple "Hey, how you yeah, doing? Yeah, Good. How are you? You know, enjoy your night. That kind of thing. Yeah. But it's not really like anything personal on a level like that. And I feel like like you said, the communities are kind of being torn apart in that yeah. sense of like. Like, hey, like, always be there for your neighbor. Because that's the thing with State Farm. I feel like, especially kids nowadays, <laughs> mm-hmm. if they hear that commercial of State Farm, like, a good neighbor, like, they're like, fuck, I, what's a good neighbor? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I feel like both of us, we still kind of re- recognize that time when there was good neighbors and you could call mm-hmm. your neighbor for anything. Let's say your neighbor was a plumber and you had a leak. Yeah. Instead of calling someone, you could be like, yo, can you help me out real quick? You know, I'll maybe mm-hmm. buy you lunch or something. Exactly. It was more common, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Even back then, you used to have the neighborhood guy buy buy ice creams for the kids. Yeah. You know, like you you would see a lot more like that, and it, it, even like the fact that you know, like the, they're showing like these elote man and yeah. ice cream man getting beat up and stuff like that. Never, bro, never, never happens. No, that's like, crazy to see that kind of shit, man. You know, it, and, and that's that's the crazy stuff, man. And it's like, where where does that come from, bro? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I'm I'm not just trying to target it or nothing like that but i i do feel like you know social media got a lot to do with that man because uh i i catch myself sometimes i wake up happy every day bro wake mm-hmm. and bake you know yeah. I'm, I'm ready to get it in you know <laughs> what i'm saying ready to get the day started but once you hop on facebook man you start seeing all this negativity yeah. man and by the time I'm done smoking, I'm I'm supposed to be happy. I'm upset, bro. Yeah. I'm like, man, I walk in, they, hey, did you see this video, yeah. man? They, they did this to the elote, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So it, it, you know furious, bro. I, I think that there's a lot of uh, division being promoted, man. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of, you know, I think we, we, we need to work on, on mm-hmm. the content that we share and, and yeah. that, that we promote and stuff like that. And I do understand that, you know, it's good to be aware 
But you also got to watch what you feed your spirit and your soul, man. You yeah. can't just keep watching horror movies all the time. But you're going to get a nightmare eventually. Now, right. right? <laughs> yeah, you're going to start to be on edge and shit, you know? Yeah, yeah bro. I done, I done watched a, like, a little scary movie the other day, and I caught myself having a, like, a dream, you no, know? And yeah, I, I, I woke up because I knew it was a dream. So I was like, man, what the hell? Let me change my dream real quick. Yeah. Not going to lie, like... I'm not a big scary movie person, but she is. So oh, I've been yeah? seeing a lot more scary movies. It got you. And there'll be, there'll be times <laughs> where, like, it's probably not even sketch scenarios, but it'll be, like, yeah. somewhat sketch compared to, like, the normal everyday life. Yeah. And I'll be a little bit on edge, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. In the movie, it's a normal scenario, right? Right, And right. then all of a sudden, the killer comes out. <laughs> some weird shit happens. You're like, fuck, you know? Like, yeah, so sometimes no. you're just a little on edge. I can Dude, feel, like, my goosebumps kicking in. I'm straight pussy. When it, when, it, when it comes to the horror movies, bro, oh, my God, bro, I'm pussy, dog. Like, I watched a little, I watched a little movie and uh, it was probably like a week ago, dude. And yeah. I swear, no lie, bro. Like two days ago, I'm having a dream. And uh, have you seen the Jumanji, the new ones? Yeah. Okay, you saw the. Did you see the second one? Yeah, I saw okay. the second one too. Uh, you know where they like running on the bridges? Yeah. Hey, dude, that was my dream, but it was like some alien monster looking shit oh, trying okay. to get me. And I'm, you know, in dreams, you run slow. Yeah. So I'm oh, running yeah. and I was like, man, why am I so slow? You know? And I was like, it's a dream. Yeah. So I had to wake myself up, man. Yeah. <laughs> tough, man. But yeah, a little side story. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> but going back to the police brutality, and then we can move on to other things. Uh, I did want to ask you too about the Never Give In video because I did some digging oh, on your okay, YouTube page. Okay. Was that was your run-ins with the police force kind of the inspiration behind putting that video together with the different clips of police brutality? Yeah, man. Um, the funny thing about that song and that video is that was one of the songs off the Pro Clubs and Chucks. Mm, that okay. was that was supposed to be on that project. And um, see, even back in 2013, I was already talking about mm -hmm. things like that because that, I mean, Trayvon, I think that was around that same time. Yeah, I and believe so. Like that, there. This isn't nothing new, you mm -hmm. know. Rodney King, it's just televised yeah. Now. Rodney King got beat up. N.W.A. talked about it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's just it hasn't changed. So, we're still gonna be talking about the things we deal with. Mm -hmm. And I'd say out of ten run-ins with the cops, I've probably had maybe one or two mm -hmm. that that was non-confrontational. Yeah, you know. And keep in mind. Like I smoke trees, yeah, and I like to make music, and I grew up by the beach. Yeah. I'm trying to chill, man. Yeah, I'm right. not. <laughs> I'm not trying to start nothing, and and for eight of my ten confrontations to to end, right? Like confrontational, yeah. you know, like that that shows something, you know. So even back then, um, I was touching on that subject, bro, mm -hmm. um, and uh funny thing about that video is it, it had reached it had reached like five six thousand views damn and then uh, youtube took it down oh they did they said it 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 didn't meet the standards or whatever of some shit you know That's or sketchy. it's like brutality or yeah. something like that and yeah i thought it was sketchy man because it was one of my more successful videos at the time you know yeah. i'm i'm every video i was dropping was getting more and more views and mm -hmm. here here's like my first five six thousand views mm -hmm. And next thing you know, they take it down. And mm -hmm. so, like, now I think if you go look at the video, it's only got, like, 600 views or something yeah. like that, you know? So I thought that was kind of sketchy, too, man. That is sketchy, man. It, it, it was good for about maybe, like, 
a week. Mm-hmm. It was up there for like a week, and the next thing you know, it's, they took, took it down. They took so it you down. had to re put it back on, or did they eventually just? Clear? Yeah, um, I I end up re uploading it. Okay, uh, you know, um, <laughs> but when I re uploaded it, it didn't get as much traction the second yeah. time. You know, that's so, crazy. Yeah, man. So that that was a little crazy about. That little video. YouTube, man, got some explaining, bro. Yeah, what, they do, what's man. What's going on? They're capable of great things, but sometimes, <laughs> they, you know, want to hide you from the truth, too. Yeah. For sure. So, fast forwarding a lot um, to this year, Ocean Grown, okay. your, your latest EP. Tell me about that project and how that idea came about and the title for it, too. All right, cool. Yeah, so Ocean Grown... Um, I got a I got a friend of mine, Big O. Mm. He he also went to Full Sail with me, and um, he's lived in multiple places. He 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 lived in the Bay for a little bit, mm. and um, before he took off to UK, he's in London now. Mm. And um, he produced the track for me on my Loki Loco album that mm. I dropped uh, last year. Last year, so um, we were just kind of going off of that momentum. He mm-hmm. liked that song. And so uh, he sent me a couple other beats, and um, he he's the one who actually brought it up. He's like, "Hey man, we should we should drop a little EP, you know?" Yeah. So um, he sent he sent me some beats, um, and he he's more of like a boom bap lo-fi, yeah, you know, instrumentalist. And uh, when he sent me some of those beats, man, um, that OG beat was in there, yeah, you know, and I I just started feeling these ocean vibes you know these beach vibes man and i was like man you know there's a lot of like bullshit out in the world right now like we need something a little more cool Mm. calm and chill like a little something that's gonna make you feel good right you know i wanted to make something that would make people feel good and um it started off with that one song and he sent the production i i actually had the production before i had any of the songs done like mm-hmm. i heard i heard the production i was like yeah I like this 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 mm-hmm. and um once i recorded that first song it just kind of like it like i said i wanted that ocean vibe yeah you know? so i just thought you know ocean grown it mm-hmm. just came to me you know um we grew up by the beach yeah you know? we're from orange county you know so we grew up by the beach and um OG, you know, that's that stands for ocean yeah. grown, you yeah, know? know, so like that, that's my favorite strains, you know, mm-hmm. um, once OG came, that's all we were smoking for a while, yeah. you know what I mean? Like now they got the cookies and now they got, you know, the gelatos yeah. and the cakes yeah. and now they got all these different kinds, but back then it was all about the OGs, right, you know? right. so that's why I titled it ocean grown, man. I thought it, 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 it fit, um, my coming up the way i grew up i think it fit uh the vibe of the the music mm-hmm. and um just the overall feeling mm-hmm. of the project because you know? it's very different sounding too from a lot yeah. of your other music that i was yeah. listening to like deep uh deeper like in your discography yeah did you feel like at all like uncomfortable like starting to go to this vibe or is this was it just kind of came natural you know you? that's the funny thing because like like we said you know we grew up listening to the west coast stuff yeah um so like even uh, like California Dream, you know, mm-hmm. it's that's that West Coast, like yeah. boom bap, you know. So like when I heard that beat, I thought West Coast mm-hmm. immediately, you know, because that was like the era we grew up in. And then when I moved down south and linked up with these New York cats, you know, and they're putting me on to Big Pun and uh, all these like New York rappers, I I was on that boom bap 
phase yeah like that lyrical hip-hop yeah phase you know like during my teenage years you know i was all hip-hop um all that trap stuff came later you yeah, know? yeah so like gr- originally coming into the music you know hip-hop influenced me so his sound wasn't far from that you mm-hmm. know so um it 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 wasn't really a challenge it, it was just different mm-hmm. you know it was a different just a different sound man and and like i said i really wanted to get that feel good going mm-hmm. a lot of my music i think is more like um a little more heavier mm-hmm. like a, some of the substance i talk a lot about like hustling or like even like police interactions right. and things like that mm-hmm. um so you know i i really i really like this uh this sound or this wave or yeah you know yeah this wave of music that mm-hmm. i'm on right now nice so. I, I remember after listening it to the couple times through i thought like i would just how would i would describe it to someone who's never heard it before i would, I would say it's like modern day g-funk like with, mm. a little, with the little lo-fi twist obviously but okay. remind, and you said nate dog earlier so yeah. kind of clicked with me i was like yeah nate yeah. dog that makes sense as an inspiration cause yeah while like you do pull and I do hear like the boom bap from the east coast and a lot of some of the stuff from the south too like right, the influences right. mm-hmm. you definitely get that like g-funk vibes where it's like yeah. something you can cruise to exactly. that long beach vibe right exactly so exactly. that was it was kind of it was a good project man I really yeah, enjoyed I appreciate that. that man and it's funny that you said that too because uh, a lot of the homies that that are like fans of mine or whatever like yeah. Um, I always ask people like what their favorite and their their least favorite track was, mm-hmm. and I hit him up like, man, what you think about this project? And he was like, man, I was not expecting uh, this project from Low Key because yeah. you know they know me, they know I rap on like heavier stuff. Like, yeah, they were like, man, it was a different different sound. I wasn't expecting it, but it was really cool. Like mm-hmm. they really liked it a lot. So I think that I think I executed it, man. Mm-hmm. I I think. Uh, I just want people to feel good when they listen to it. Like you say, cruising, bro. Mm. I, that's my favorite activity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Same, I love bro. the cruise, bro. Like, mm. I'd be bored. I'd say, hey, let's, let's go hit the streets real quick. Yeah. We'll go cruise, you know? So that's definitely uh, the type of vibes I was going for. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's at night. I remember, too, like, the first week of quarantine, I was like, you know what we need to do is, like, go for a drive. Yeah. It's like, at 7, 8 o'clock, like, no one's <laughs> out, no one's getting off it work. Was cause dead, it dude. was dead, dude. It was dead, dude. I remember, like, cruising down Warner all the way to the, uh, I think it goes to Seal Beach, and then mm. taking PCH all the way down to, like, Costa Mesa area. And yeah. it was just... But it was super nice, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, I have a sports car, but it's funny. I don't even really like driving it fast. I just, yeah. just like, kind of like slow. And, yeah, exactly. You know I mean, I feel like I should be driving a different car, but. On a side yeah. note, have you seen the movie Lowrider? I have not, but I've heard about it. Yeah. Dude, uh, watch Lowrider, man. It's, it's a good. What, what's your ethnicity, if you don't mind? Both, both my parents are from Mexico. Okay. I was born here, so I'm first generation Mexican American. Okay, that's that's awesome, bro. Yeah. Um. I'm first generation, but my my uh, parents are from El Salvador. Okay. Yeah. So, man, uh, Lowrider is really good, bro. I just saw it like two, three days ago. Uh huh. Um, really good movie, bro. Okay. Um, I thought it was gonna be like more like on some hood shit. Yeah. But it was really more like uh about like lowriding mm-hmm. and like cruising. Yeah. How that culture started. Yeah, the culture. Okay. Yeah, bro, okay. is really good really good you should check that one out i've seen a few documentaries on like um like hydraulic culture and like yeah. like uh what do they call that like bouncing uh-huh. I, I, what are they, I forgot the official term yeah. but yeah like in car clubs too i've seen a few of that yeah but yeah i'll definitely check it out this one is uh have you seen luke cage yeah um you know uh 
the dude who's also in Sons of Anarchy. I've never seen that show. No, okay. Um, the ladies like lover dude the young lover mm. you know what i'm talking about and luke cage yeah like the first season you remember is like uh what's this dude's name candy man what's his name what's his name i can't tell it, you off the it, this dude head. this dude comes and he's got the shades and he's like uh uh-huh. he's he starts helping out he's he, not Ma- masa hersha ali that's nah, nah but he was with he was with him and his sister you know how he has a sister yeah and she, the white dude yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They call he, him Shades. I think. Yeah. Shades. Yeah, shades. Yeah, yeah. Bro. Shades. Bro. <laughs> I was like, it was just shades. I couldn't yeah. think of his name, bro. Yeah. yeah. Shades is in it. Shades is in the Low Rider movie, man. Okay. He he's, he does a really good job. They they got a couple names in there actually. Okay. It's really good, man. Uh, all about the culture. What what platform is it on? Or what can you watch it on? Where did I see Low Rider on, man? I. I, I can't remember, bro. I, okay. I'll look. I'll look it up and see where I got it. Okay, you know, I, I'll shoot it to you, bro. For sure. Yeah, man. Wherever it is, yeah. watch Low Rider, <laughs> man. You know, it's a good movie. All right, sounds good. So going back to your project and after that, what what are some are some other goals for you in the year twenty twenty? Well, this year, man, I I just want to drop a couple more videos um, for the Ocean Grown. I'm a, I'm shooting a video for OG tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it it'll be out by this month. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, we're gonna do California Dream and uh, What For. What mm-hmm. For is like that. That's doing the best on the project right mm-hmm. now. Like that's that got picked up on a bunch of playlists and nice. pe- people have been like really listening to it. That mm-hmm. one's almost got like two thousand streams right now. Dang, okay. So it, it, that one's been moving. Um, that one and like the ones I mentioned, California Dream, those have been moving. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I want to shoot some videos for that. I want to do more of this, man. Yeah. I want to I connect with some more people in, in, in the community, mm-hmm. um, people that's trying to do things and, and, yeah. and uplift the community. You know, um, this is actually the first interview I've yeah. done, bro. Yeah. Ever? Uh, well, here here Since, in California. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. yeah the, bro, the last time I did something was like before I caught the case, bro. You oh, know what I'm yeah, saying? So, damn, okay. Yeah, yeah, so... I'm starting to get back back into it, back mm-hmm. into the scene, starting to tap tap in and reach out with people. Um, I do plan on collaborating mm-hmm. with, with some more artists in the area. I know a bunch of these artists. Man. Yeah. It's just I haven't been active. You know? I feel that, yeah. So, you got to put yourself out there. Yeah, yeah. got to tap sure. in. And, uh, I, I got put on to you through Doughboy. Do- 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 okay. Tony. Doughboy so, Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah How do you so. know Doughboy? Well, actually, just on the scene, bro. Okay. Just being yeah. on the scene and stuff. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. He's he's cool. Uh, definitely plan on getting a couple tracks with him soon mm-hmm. too. So he's young too, which yeah, is crazy. He's sick, like man. he's only been rapping for two years. I think he's like nineteen or twenty. Like what I love about him is that he's on that hip hop stuff yeah, too, bro. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so bro. like it, it's it's different, man. I, I actually I would like to go to New York sometime, bro. Just to, just to see what it's like, feel, feel mm-hmm. eat, eat the food. I'm yeah. a, I'm a foodie, you know. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, bro. I get the munchies, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel that. Straight up. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna bring some pupusas over here, bro. Ooh, I was about to bring some pupusas yeah. for you, dog. But I wasn't sure. Like some people don't eat pork and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was like, shit. Man. No, it's all good. Uh, what's like your number one pupusa spot in Orange County? Or oh some man. Favorites? Cause I, I really enjoy them. I know my girlfriend does too. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Little pupusas. Yeah, yep, that's where it's at. Um, I like, I like. I'm gonna shout out two places. Okay, go for in, it. In, I'm in Santa Ana right now. Okay. So in Santa Ana, I like to go to Carbonero. Mm-hmm. You know, that's right there off of Main Street. 
um, their pupusa is pretty good. And over here, um, like in uh, Buena Park, mm-hmm. there's a there's one called Nancy's. Yeah, Nancy's Pupuseria. They're pretty cool too, man. Damn. They yeah. open late because I'm. A, I might. I might go to. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm not sure, man. This COVID okay. thing got everybody yeah, like their hours are all all funky, man. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think they're open. I went to Walmart. They closed like at eight thirty or something like yeah. that, like eight o'clock. Especially like in the early goings of it, like everywhere was closing early, obviously to prevent people from going out. But yeah, yeah, it was tough. I remember I needed like toilet paper at like nine p.m. And like yeah, was closed. like damn, like can't go anywhere. It's crazy, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's up. They're, they're talking about it. It's gonna make its second wave in the fall when it starts getting cool and stuff. Yeah, so. that's another thing too. I know a lot of people are talking about it now because. After all the protests, but a lot of different things too. A lot of people are just going out. Mm-hmm. People are saying the first wave hasn't even like died yet. Like it hasn't mm. even like flattened. Like we're still in the first wave, so we might not even hit the second wave because we are still in the first. Mm. So there's a lot of different stuff being spewed. It's it's tough right now in the state of like going back to politics. Not to yeah. get too much into it, but like right. when your country's leader is like saying, "Oh, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. It's fake." Yeah. Like you know, there's a lot of people that are just gonna believe that and take it for what it is. You know. It's tough, man. Um, as fucked up as it is, bro, I I do got like a lot of uh views that do align over there, dog. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like even with the mask thing, mm-hmm. like obviously I got a mask. Mm-hmm. I brought you a mask. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I mask up, but you know, it's just the the belief of America. Yeah. You know, this is a free land. Yeah. And so when you believe in freedom, mm-hmm. like you can't can't nobody tell you right. to put a mask on. Yeah. You know? And I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree that nobody should be able to tell you mm-hmm. to put a mask on. You know? But also in that, you know, thinking if you go to somebody's house and they require you to take your shoes off before you walk around the house, true, you got to respect it. Yeah. So I think that it's great that these stores require you to wear a mask if you want to get in, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> but I also feel like if you don't want to wear a mask and if you your excuse is that you have breathing problems, yeah, then, then at least come with a list and give it to somebody so they can do the shopping for you. Yeah. But, but you got you to gotta work with the system. Don't work against it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, It's tough, man. Politics is tough, bro. Yeah. You can't please everybody, man. That's the thing, you too. Know? I remember we had this discussion like the first weekend when COVID shut down. Because everything was so passive. It's like, hey, you guys shouldn't go out unless you really need to. Right. You guys right. should wear a mask unless, you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there was, like, so many, like, shoulds instead of where, like, Italy, parts of China that got it, like, really bad. And other yeah. countries that got it hard. Even New York. New York got it really yeah, bad York, at first. That was the first case of COVID I yeah. heard that I knew somebody with COVID. Yeah. Like, but they, they... I thought it was fake, too, until yeah. until they called me and they're like, bro, I got COVID. Oh, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, get off my phone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna spread yeah but but i she was saying like they should just put everything on lockdown like hardcore like what's up with all this passive shit yeah and i said dude that's this is like like that's the problem with the not the problem but it could be a double-edged sword yeah the fact that we are america land of the free yeah we could protest pretty much anything like the mm-hmm. people who protested in huntington yeah you know that was completely okay i yeah. didn't agree with what they were protesting right. for obviously it's yeah. different 
and protesting police brutality and a bunch of different shit. But that's their freedom. That's like what um, this country was built on. Exactly. Freedom to express yourself and not be told to do whatever government because that's what they were doing in the UK and that's exactly. what they came here. And, and that that was so one of the things I had a problem with Obama, bro. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things I had a problem with Obama is the fact that he required you to have like health insurance. Yeah. Like that should be a choice. If you don't want health insurance, yeah. That's on you. Like, yeah. are you smarter or dumber for having it? I, it's your choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's the thing, bro. And um, I, I I agree, man. Like at the end of the day, man, sicknesses and diseases and germs have always been yeah. there. Mm-hmm. They're always gonna be there. More are gonna come. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can wear a mask. Is I mean, the germs are just gonna get on the mask. Yeah, you know, but. Yeah. The, the main thing is really keeping yourself healthy mm-hmm. and staying hydrated mm-hmm. and, you know, exercise. Eating good shit, exercising, yeah. You know? I'm not going to say eating good stuff because I'm not, <laughs> I, I eat so much fried foods yeah. and stuff like that. But but you're right, man. What you feed what you feed your body is important, but mm-hmm. what's more important is is using your body. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and exercising because you can eat bad stuff, but if you're exercising... Mm-hmm. And your your body is cleaning that and using that yeah. that mess as fuel. But mm-hmm. if you're not using that fuel, that fuel is just gonna sit there and get fat mm-hmm. fat on you. Yeah. And um, that's that's what I'm noticing. A lot of people who are like getting COVID, because mm-hmm. I know a few people, bro. Mm-hmm. I've I've met a few people that have COVID. I know people from my fa- like not from my family, but like friends and shit like that. Yeah. And a, a lot of the people who are getting COVID, I've noticed, are uh, overweight. Okay, heavy set. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so it makes sense because you know it's attacking their lungs. Yeah. They already had. Look, man, I'm skinny as fuck. I smoke every day, bro. My breathing is not good. Yeah. I'm not as healthy as I look. You yeah. know, I could run for like five minutes and that's <laughs> it, bro. That's it. Yeah. You know, but I, that's why I'm exercising more. You know what I yeah. mean? Because like. The, the people who, who snore, you know, like... Mm-hmm. The, the Your body has to heavy, work harder. Yeah. yeah it, you're going to struggle breathing, you yeah. know. Um, once that mucus comes in, because I think that's what it is, COVID. I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Dr. Green Thumb. You know? <laughs> but um, I think it's that mucus, man, mm-hmm. you know. So tr- definitely, like... And I, and I tell people that, that are overweight, too, all the time, like... You know, you gotta get that cardio up. Yeah. You know, get that cardio. Mm-hmm. So, um, to protect yourself. But germs are gonna be there, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I'm glad that I'm not glad COVID hit, but mm-hmm. I'm glad COVID made it so that people are cleaning more. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's I, <laughs> yeah. like my mom's a big clean freak too, and I oh, feel yeah? like so she was like, you know, like everyone's kind of like on her level now. So I'm sure a lot of other clean freaks too are very like. Like we've been telling you, you yeah, know, that kind yeah, of shit, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I, yeah. I dust every day, dude. I yeah. vacuum every day and I don't I don't know if it's just like a habit or what, but Damn, I, okay. I just vacuum every day all the time, man, and it's like I always wash my hands in the yeah. back. I, I tell people, like, been hey, bro, you now. didn't wash your hands. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm like, hey, you wash your hands, bro. You yeah. Know, like, you you got to tell people sometimes because mm-hmm. like, damn, bro, you just, what is he doing, man? Yeah. Like, and then you wonder why people are getting sick, you mm-hmm. know. So, but you know what? Too on the other on the other end, man. All these tweakers in Santa Ana, they're still walking around un- yeah. unfazed, yeah. unaffected, bro. Right. So, 
That shit's a superpower. That, <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why it makes me think sometimes, like about this COVID thing, mm-hmm. man. Like it's definitely, it's definitely weird, man. Mm-hmm. I, I can't explain it. Yeah, I, it's really something because no one I know too, like personally, like you said, you mentioned you have people. Yeah, I know people who no, have caught it. Bro. No one in my friend group, no one in my family, no one that I know of. It, it's been like you know, there was a case at work that we got an email for. I think it's mm-hmm. been two now actually, but they were like. I don't know. They were like they were in the departments I was working in. Yeah. And then I don't know. There was there's like people that I know of, but I never like was really yeah. like that close to, so I can't ask them what their personal experience is. But I, I do know people who work in like like as a nurse and like mm-hmm. in the medical industry, and they yeah. say like it's pretty crazy. Yeah. But then I also when I recorded with an artist like a month or a month and a half ago, he had someone that was in um like insurance and mm-hmm. a lot of times there were like especially in california mm-hmm. he said there was a lot of like non-covid related deaths that they would claim as covid to boost uh, the numbers yeah so insur- and that's another so the, thing the hospitals can get more money exactly so there's you know i'm sure you can go there's into so a much, bunch bro. of different rabbit holes i know it's out there like i believe yeah. it's out there maybe it, it's there you know? yeah. it's there like let me tell you um my my kids hit their uncle yeah caught it you know oh, what I'm shit. saying? So I know somebody, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And he came by and everything. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but he, um, I asked him, I was like, bro, are you all right? Like, do you need anything? Like, what, what's what's happening? What's you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's happening? You got COVID. Oh, yeah. You know, talking shit. Um, but, you know, he, he said that the only thing that affected him was his uh, uh, taste. Mm. He lost yeah, he, he lost taste and uh, smell, you know. Um, he didn't have like the cough or any of the other symptoms. That's the thing too. You can be asymptomatic. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was a crazy thing. Um, and he yeah he quarantined himself for the two weeks and then <laughs> they they tested him again and he's clear now. So, Damn. Okay. You know. But um, then I had another friend, uh, and he he was more like like flu symptoms mm. he, he was like red eyes and mm. like nose and he's like oh i caught the covid no. yeah <laughs> like fuck bro he was the first guy yeah that the was, one in new york no nah, no nah, he was uh, the dude in new york was the first person i heard of with covid mm-hmm. this guy was the first person i seen with mm. covid you know what i mean yeah. like like that i can talk to like this you mm. know so, cause I seen him walking down the block and he, he didn't say hi or nothing. I was like, what's up for, you know, he's like, I got COVID, you uh, know, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. okay. I get it. And, yeah. and then, uh, you know, I was like, damn, you know what happened? He's like, man, I just got real sick, you know, and mm-hmm. went to the doctor and he had COVID. So, um, I, I actually seen him a couple of days ago and he, he don't look the same. No he looked better now, you know? Okay. So he, I didn't ask him though. Cause he was far. I didn't ask. Him. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure he's doing better. Cause mm-hmm. my, like I said, my 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 brother-in-law, he uh, he had it for, t- he he had lost his what taste for like a week, mm-hmm. and then he it came back like slowly, mm-hmm. and then uh, he got cleared uh, this last week. He got cleared. So, yeah, yeah man, it's out there. It's yeah, real. It's I didn't crazy. I didn't believe it until like yeah. you know. It hit close to home. Exactly, exactly, man. Um, Cause I, I'm pretty healthy, bro. Like I, I never get sick. Man. Yeah, that's how I felt too. Yeah, I, I never get sick, man. I, if I get sick, it's like one or two days, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. You know? But I, that's how I know it's water, bro. Cause I drink a lot of water, you know. Yeah, it flushes out your system. It's you know, it's like such a simple thing, but it's like you know, it's yeah, it does the most for you almost. You know I mean? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Well, before we wrap things up, I did want to ask a couple fun quick hitters just to help the audience to get right. to know you a little bit more. Hell yeah. 
If you could have any toppings on a pizza, what would it be? Mm, pepperonis. Just pepperoni? Uh, believe it or not, I like spinach on my okay. on my pizza. I do too. I'm a yeah. Fan. Right, I'm a fan. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. If you could uh, talk to any person dead or alive in history, who would it be? Mm, you know that one is tough because um, there's a lot of good people that I like to like pick their brains and mm-hmm. stuff. You know, but um, I think I just want to chill with like Nate Dog, bro. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Rest in like, peace, man. Yeah, I, I'd like to just be in the studio with him, man. That, that was the one person I really wanted to do a song with. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's hard. Crazy thing is, I think I was a sophomore or junior in high school, and the first concert I ever went to was K-Day Crush Groove, Ooh. and he was supposed to be there that year, but mm. he passed away like maybe a month before, wow. so they had a whole Damn. tribute for him, and it was really wonderful to see, oh, right. my dad, he took me, and I was in high school, Yeah, it was cool because also that um, same concert was like Digital Underground got together for the first time Ooh. in like a long time, yeah, no, okay. Ice Street was there. Warren G wasn't supposed to be there, but he showed up because Nate Dogg was yeah, the right homie. Yeah, the tribute. Yeah. yeah, so it was it was crazy. It was a really nice concert to yeah. see. That's was, a good concert, bro. Yeah. Fresh Groove. Damn, yeah. Bro, yeah, that's a good dude. one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I haven't been to one. I need to go to one. Yeah, check them out, man. Yeah. Obviously, when you know, concerts yeah. return back to action. But. Yeah, I can't wait, man. That's what I need them to come back because mm-hmm. that, that's what I do, bro. I do I do sound for like events and things like mm. that. And I, I, I haven't been working because of that. Yeah, know? that's tough. Yeah, bro. For sure. Yeah. All right, a couple more questions. Um, if you could, if you were stranded on an island, but food and water were provided, what are three things you would want to bring to pass the time? Mm, okay. Well, I, I got to bring some music, man. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'll bring that big pun, Capital Punishment album. Okay. That That's my shit right there. Um, That's one thing. Uh, I need some type of like portable studio to record, man. Okay. You know? You could kill some some time like that. Yeah, I love movies, bro. Okay, I gotta have some movies, man. Some type of Blu-ray player with a little, you know, portable Blu-ray or something. Yeah, I remember yeah. those like the little pop-up ones. Yeah, like, like, laptop. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the, exactly, the exactly. Okay, I feel yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. I need some movies in my life, man. Okay, if you could have any kind of exotic pet, what would it be? Mmm, exotic. I mean, it's not, I guess it's not too exotic, but I, I would like to have a wolf, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? For sure. I like wolves, I would say that's man. exotic. Yeah. Those, I mean, people They're definitely be... different, man. Yeah. Have you ever seen a wolf? Uh, I've never seen a wolf up and close, no. Dude, man, they're, they're weird, bro. Like, yeah. Like, when they look at you, it's like, it's not like a dog when my no, dog yeah. looks at you, dog, you know, all. Yeah. Man, it's like a it's like a person, like a person look. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it, anyways, I I'd like a wolf that yeah wasn't wild. It's <laughs> <Okay>. like <laughs> so getting when they're young. And yeah, stuff. one yeah. I can play with. Yeah. yeah, I feel that. And then um, last one, if you could give any advice to your younger self, what would it be? Oh man, it's it's a little fucked up. My advice, um, you know, I, I I'd have to. I got to give two pieces of advice. Okay, man. go for it. The, the first one is advice that uh, my OG actually gave me, which was hard work beats talent, mm-hmm. you know? And so I would just, I would tell myself that and reinforce that in myself. Like, hey man, hard work beats talent, you know? But then, uh, <laughs> it's fucked up, but the the real piece of advice I would give myself is hey bro fuck bitches get money you know what I'm <laughs> like you definitely uh, nothing against anybody but uh like 
you can't take care of somebody else mm-hmm. unless you take care of yourself first. Mm, okay. And that's just how it is, man. And, okay. And some some I know some young people out there that might be listening. That's something that 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 y'all gotta understand, bro. You can't take care of somebody else mm-hmm. until you take care of yourself. Right. You know. And uh, that that that's uh, something I've learned that that's hard now being a young dad, you know, yeah. ha- having kids of my own. It's not easy, man. Yeah, I can it's, imagine. Yeah, it's not easy, and uh, it's definitely uh, it's a lot to juggle, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, so stay away, man. You get <laughs> caught up. You get caught up. You yeah. Know? That love is addicting, man. You, you, you better love some money. You know, be addicted to that money. <laughs> well, really appreciate you again. Before you go, if you could plug where you can, people can find your music and your Instagram or whatever else you want to plug. Yeah, man. My name is Lowkey Loco. That's L-O-K-I, L-O-K-O. And you can follow me on Instagram. I'm Lowkey Loco. Or just Google me, L-O-K-I, L-O-K-O, Lowkey Loco. I'm on Twitter, Spotify, all the outlets. You know, you definitely got to plug in with my man right here, Noah Alvarez, Mike and I. Dopest podcast, man. Check it out. Yeah, definitely, man. Thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, of course, man. I appreciate you, bro. Boom, there you have it. That's going to do it for episode 114 of the My Mike and I podcast. Hey, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, stop what you're doing. Go leave a rating and review. I would really, 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 really appreciate it. Give us five stars. Or actually, don't don't give us five stars. Give us whatever you think uh, is deserving of your rating or review. And uh, just be honest and genuine with it. I'm not going to tell you to do uh, five stars or anything. But nonetheless, if you're not listening on Apple and you're listening on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, etc., etc., be sure to follow the podcast. Be sure to share it with the homie if you really like the podcast episode or any of the older episodes, too, in the library. That's always acceptable as well. Be sure to go follow the My Mike and I Instagram page at my period Mike and period I. Also follow me on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez. Be sure to check out LockerRoomSportsCA.com for all my written work as well as some of my other homies and colleagues' written work as well. Um, some of the homies that I have another podcast with, Rocks in the Outfield, Max and Carl over there, Jacob Fancher, who's been on the show a few times. He's also writing some stuff on there. A lot of other good people. We have a good team, about 10, 11 people. We just started a podcast, too, Lock Talk. Man, I got a few other podcasts going on, too. Be sure to go check out Cut That Shit Out podcast with Ben, Mac, and myself. Be sure to go check out Double Down Sports. I just started that one with Alec Romero. And be sure to check out Lock Talk. That's the one I started with all the writers there at LockerRoomSportsCA.com. So I'm a busy, 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 busy podcaster. But I'm always going to make time for this one. And you guys, thank you, all the listeners that listen all the way through. Be sure to chase dreams, not checks, throughout your life. And, you know, throughout everything that's going on in the year 2020, I hope you guys continue to grow mentally, spiritually, physically. And, you know, don't put your goals on hold. Be sure to attack those things as hard as you can because you'll never know when you get this kind of time and opportunity to achieve those goals, essentially, is what I'm trying to say. Chase dreams, not checks. And I hope you guys continue to have a wonderful and safe month of July. That being said, this is going to wrap it up for episode 114. I'm Noah Alvarez, the host of the My Mike and I podcast, signing off. Till next time.